0: Welcome to Art and Company. I'm Alette simmons Jimenez, a Miami-based artist and your host on the program. Thanks for joining me. We have great conversations in the company of amazing people who drive and support the arts that shape our city. I hope you like what you hear. If you have any questions, we'd love to answer them with our guests on an upcoming program. We'd love to hear from you, so don't be shy. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to the podcast's very first live session here in S223 and within the context of my solo exhibition, Mono no Aware. If you've been around these parts for any time at all, you'll know that um, today's guest is is pretty well known. If you haven't, I'll introduce you to Tiffany Chesler, Director of Cultural Programming for DACRA here in the Miami Design District and Curator for the Greg Robbins Collection. And she's also director of S223, which you'll find out about right now. So, hi, Tiffany. Hi, Ella. Thank you for being our live audience guest. Thank you to the audience for being here. Welcome to episode 31. Wow. Yeah, yeah 31. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Tiffany... Um, I hear you were born and raised in Miami. (laughs) That is true. That's true. So that's actually kind of unusual today for the Miami scene and everything. People are from all over. So what was that like when you we're growing up here. How was it here then? It was, it was a little different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And,
1: uh, I, you know, and I do, I have to say, I do like to brag a little bit that um, on my mother's side, I'm a third generation Miami native. My grandfather was born here, my mother was born here. Um, so the family has deep roots here. Wow. And so aside from like my own story and my own history it was a lot of fun always like growing up and hearing about like Old Miami, which was, you know, kind of like a small town. Um, I feel like maybe a little bit disconnected from the rest of the country.
0: Right. Um, And I've definitely read books about, you know, the beginnings and. The first hotel down there by the Miami River, mm-hmm. how it was built, and, and the famous people back then with right. Flagler, and And, and, and the, and the river was really like the heart of the city. Right. You
1: know, my from my understanding, if my family history is correct, um, that's where my family lived. They lived on the river or somewhere thereabouts. Oh, um, wow. My mother has a cousin who still has a home there that was, you know.
0: In that area down with these beautiful old homes, right? On the river. I love
1: that place. It's
0: really beautiful. It's a a magical place, right? It is. It is.
1: And they tell these funny stories. Oh, remember that happened? And -and so-and-so went down to the river and got mad at (laughs) so-and-so was throwing rocks at them. And, you know, so the river was really kind of the heart of the city, Um, which is you know, pretty typical, right? Yeah. Like for right. a big Most city cities, that yeah. is like a port city or, you know, that has a big yeah. body of water running through right. it. Um, and But where I grew up was in Northwest Aid, um, actually pretty close to the Broward County border, you know, Broward mm-hmm. County line. right. right.
0: And um why did they move way out there? They have like a ranch or something. No, I, I you
1: know I think it was just sort of um, affordable maybe yeah. at the time. Yeah, you know, for a young young couple with two young kids. Right. And my grandparents lived in Hialeah. I mean, you know, we visited right every Sunday. Um, <laughs> they had a home in Key Largo, you know, weekend place. So we spent many many weekends in the Keys. Was it like idyllic back it was, then? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, very much imagine. a. It, oddly enough, it felt, oh, maybe like a, almost like a rural type yeah. of upbringing. I have vague memories of my aunts having horses. I don't know where they kept them, and I, but I just remember going with them and with
0: my grandparents. You know, it's beautiful. It's it's interesting. The the different. Zones of, right, of right. neighborhoods and attitudes and, and lifestyles. For sure. I mean, yeah. we had an,
1: so my mom's from a really big family. She's one of seven oh. siblings, um, and so we had one one of her brothers moved to Miami Beach. He lived on Alton Road, and I remember like every time we would go to visit my uncle, it was like
0: whole other world like wow you know we're going across the causeway right (laughs) you know and we're going to the beach and well you know that's a super interesting thing about miami and i think it's one of the things i most like about living here is each little town that makes up the metropolitan zone there's so many different uh styles and and attitudes and environments right you know that and, and not every town has that i mean not every big city has that You'll have some places that do have interesting zones. You can go one place and hear different music right. and see different types of people, but a lot of cities are just more homogenous. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Miami is not homogenous. Not homogenous. Right? <laughs> As we Thank know. God. And
1: it, and it's and it is one of the things that I really love about being here, and probably one of the reasons um, that I didn't leave. I you know I briefly lived in Gainesville, Florida, you know, for college, um, but came back to Miami, and I did, you know, when you get into the arts, the big goal is always New York,
0: right? Right, we
2: all had that big goal. We have to go to New York.
1: (laughs) And I would visit New York, but I, and I I wanted to be in New York, but there was a little bit of, there was always a pull back Mm -hmm. to Miami for two big reasons. One, Mm -hmm. financial, Mm -hmm. um, and the other being that Miami this would have been you know in the 90s like right this is a city that like started to really blossom and grow and at a, in a particular moment you could feel like you could make something happen here that was like your own or right. unique or be part of an evolution of something special. And I think the Miami art community, you know, particularly in the in the late '90s, you know, was really starting to come into its own. And I and I was becoming a part of that community, and it just felt really it, something special. Like yeah. you felt like you were part of something, right? You know, not like you were trying to get into something, but that
0: you were really part, part of, something. of
1: a community that was starting to build up momentum.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I've heard, you know, a lot of we know a lot about. we know some i won't say a lot we know some about the the new york art scene and the community um and i've heard people talk about how you know we all know how important it is as an artist right to have community and one person was a new york artist was saying like it was so great to keep in touch with my friends from Yale or wherever, because that was my community. And when you go to the city and you've graduated, it's so difficult because suddenly your community may not all be there. Right. So you have to search them out and stay together. And I just felt like, yeah, but in Miami, we don't, people, yes, have community from college that they, if they go here somewhere or someone else, but, but we have a bigger community. Right. That is just there, and it's our general art community is very close knit. I, I I agree, and it's fantastic.
1: And, and, and people you don't have s- to search it for and it and <laughs> feel it when they
0: come here right. from out of town. They really right. do,
1: you know. And in my you know position, I've meet a lot of people who come in, um, you know, to tour the collection or to tour the design district, and the the feedback you know is often like just like wow, you know, yeah. like the people can tell that we are. Together right. as this, like as yeah. a community, like yeah. kind of making things happen. Yeah, you know? a lot of a, solidarity place, here. Right. Yeah. I real. I remember um, it must have been two thousand, maybe early two thousand and one. Art Basel, you know, was right coming coming to Miami Beach, and Bernice Steinbaum held a meeting in her gallery space on North Miami Avenue, and on this up on the second floor, and it was packed. I mean, it was like standing room only, right, right. because it was a meeting to talk about how this community was going to capitalize on this opportunity of right. Art Basel. Right. And so everybody was there, you know, everyone came together. I remember that. <laughs> Were you there? Yes. <laughs> See? Yeah, I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. i like, I bring that up sometimes and people are like, oh, oh yeah, you know, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. But do you remember Fred Snitzer that day, like basically telling the crowd that, at that at this moment Miami is like you know is like Paris and and if we and I can't remember, what was it like Paris of World War Two or something like that it was, that. A quote. It was yeah. basically like wake up people like you're in this a is, moment yes. this is an
0: opportunity you are
1: in a baby. moment yeah. and we and this is an opportunity and so we
0: need to you know you need to have it on your radar like and and respond appropriately (laughs) which a lot of times artists or people in general don't i know that i did learn that by i was reading some book about opportunities and having your radar open all the time and the smallest little thing that means nothing in the second that it passes you need to be aware that actually that could be connected to something much bigger and you should you should look at things like that. Yes. Always. And it has been a really good kind of statement that I've always like looked at little things like wait, this could be a lot bigger right. if I push it a little bit. Yes. <laughs> you yeah.
1: know. So that's something. Yeah, but, I think that's how we were in that in that moment. We yeah, were our falls was coming and we're gonna push it. Yeah and, and
0: For we all are. we can get out of and it. Here yeah. We are. And we are. how looked, how many years now? Well, mm-hmm. from 2000 to 20, to two thousand and one. Yeah much <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah. it goes really fast but let, wait, let's back up a minute okay because you said something about you know going up to new york or go to wanting to go to college mm-hmm. or going to college in gainesville mm-hmm. and all that let me ask you where the pull to art happened was that in your family did your did you have parents in the creative businesses or industry and-
1: no but i
0: had parents who had
1: a, a good appreciation for art and culture so it was always part of our lives okay, okay. we were um, well my grandparents on my father's side were actually entertainers they were singers oh cool. professionally that's a whole other podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was always very fond of um sort of decorating and redecorating the house all the time. So right. there was always like a, probably a creative project going on at the house. And she had great, she still has great taste. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we went to, like, every movie, we went to theater, we went to the ballet. What we didn't really have in, you know, so, you know, I guess I'm talking, like, 80s, right, 70s, 80s, um, we didn't really have a visual arts scene. We didn't have museums. Yeah. I mean, we probably did, but I don't remember going to them until Center for the Fine Arts opened downtown. Right. And then we were going to Center for the Fine Arts, and I you know, saw a wonderful Picasso exhibition and knew... Um, I, you know, like I, the work really resonated with me, and I felt like I really understood it, and I got
0: it. And, and it was way, something way magical triggered. that yeah, was happening sure. in this very rural kind yes, of place. Yeah. Which probably I, that, was just the like, the
1: CFA and Cristo's surrounded islands.
0: Oh god, yeah.
1: The, those are the those are the <laughs> That pyramids. would do it. Yes. And I remember <laughs> me, my father yeah. taking us um, on one of the causeways, pulling over like everybody else, you know? Oh he god. was pulled over. I was to get here out and then, look at the surrounded yeah. islands. So I think having parents who were aware aware, mm-hmm. and understood and wanted to partake and go see exhibitions and go see the surrounded islands. Um, yeah,
0: for anyone out there listening far away who doesn't live in Miami or doesn't know that much about the history, Christo, the artist who covers things all over the world, uh, came to, to Miami, Florida, South Florida, and covered some little islands in the bay, I think they were. Mm -hmm. Um, The surrounded islands, he covered the water, he floated pink pink fabric fabric on the surface of the water, very wide um, swath of Mm -hmm. fabric out into the water and it floated around all these islands and it was spectacular yeah. with the aqua colored water and this pink and then the green of the yeah. islands and it was like spectacular the images are amazing yeah yeah. so that would do it for me i think kind of honestly I didn't really know what i wanted to do for a
1: long time i mean i was in school but i was i was well i was in and out of school i would do a semester take a semester off you know it was
0: that's very bold for that
1: well. time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't focused. Right, I really wasn't focused, and I and I and I didn't. Have well, a smart to to
0: recognize that because I think most people. Um, and you know, at that time, we would go off to college to try to find focus. Right. Whereas, you know, it could have been better if we had like just taken a break.
2: Yeah, and I tried to it's search a little for more popular it. now, right? Yeah. Like the gap oh, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um,
1: my my yeah. gap years <laughs> probably turned into years. But <laughs> I, at one point, I realized like, all right, I'm really not getting anywhere, and you know, maybe I need to go home and get grounded. You know, back right. at home. And so I did. I came back to Miami, moved back in with my mom, Um, I enrolled at FIU, and FIU at the time didn't have like an art history program and there was no you know big beautiful Frost Museum, Um, but what it did have was a lot of really great young professors, and I uh, had Carol Damien, and Barbara Watts, and Nora Haim, and these, and so I was taking, you know, a variety of classes, and I took an art history class, and it ju- that was it. Like, it just something sort of clicked. Well, Carol Damien
0: was so good. Yeah, yeah.
1: that so, I was like, this is yeah. this is the, the path that I want to take. I want to do something in the visual arts, but even then, like, I don't really know what I want to do. I really couldn't envision myself teaching, like, you know, standing right. up and clicking through the slides and giving the <laughs> lectures. And, one of my, and so Museum of Contemporary Art was sort of in that moment where they were graduating. You know, they'd been coca, mm-hmm. and now they were moca, and they were opening this beautiful building. And one of my professors said, you know, they're looking for volunteers. Why don't you go check that out? see what you think about maybe the museum world. Uh, and I did and I started volunteering and all of a sudden you were, you know, no longer in the, in the art history world, you know, learning about deceased artists, but you mm-hmm. were there in the moment right. and living artists were coming around and you then again, it was just like feeling like part of the here and now. You know, right? And really not, connected to yes. to
0: what's going on yeah. now, yeah. Right.
1: And you know, and, and it was also like I think maybe a weird thing too because there was you know I'd read about Robert Rauschenberg in art history books, and then suddenly Very there's nice. Robert Rauschenberg <laughs> <laughs> asking asking right. me for a pen, you know, and I was like, oh wow, well, okay, you know, he's finding autographs, right. But he was, and he was like a real person, and he was kind and generous and right. funny and. um and so it just created this different kind of connection that I that I hadn't had
0: previously, yeah. right, to, to art and artist. And there, there's like an openness suddenly right. to it that yeah. you can actually slip into. Yes. Yeah.
1: And and that and so that was kind of it. That's you know, cool. that was like, all right, I'm in the contemporary art world.
0: <laughs> this is, this is what it. I want yeah, to do.
1: And a volunteer opportunity turned into a job opportunity, and I worked at MoCA. I think for about maybe a year, year and a half. Um, and that was pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, from there, I went to work with. Well, actually, I took a break. I, I kind of, I took a little break and, and did some work with a with a hedge fund group. Um, no, <laughs> That's that was <is> no. terrible. it <laughs> yeah, was okay. Sounds strange, but I was like, well, you know, maybe I want to go make some money. And then it was like, no. Yeah. It just, it always pulled me. There was something that just kept pulling back. Right. For me. Right. And I and Amy Capolazzo had just, I think. I don't know if she had been at Rebel Collection, but Amy started her own art consulting company and was looking for help. And she ran into my husband, who worked at the Museum of Contemporary Art, and it was like, I'm looking for someone to help me. And he says, well, my wife's looking for a job. <laughs> Actually, I was not his wife at the time, but he put Amy and I together and I went to work with Amy.
0: What a great opportunity. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun um, because she had this really interesting business. She was an art advisor and a consultant, but she was also maintaining a foot in the more academic world, working as an adjunct curator to the Palm Beach Institute of Contemporary Art. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a really interesting sort of spread, you know, of all these different facets of yeah, the art Yeah, that world. you could
0: actually learn from. So, you know, one experience. day you're like,
1: you know, bidding for a client, you know, at a Sotheby's auction, you know, the next day you're tra- helping to train docents at an institution. Um, so it, it really just provided opportunity
0: and, and outlet to, uh, yeah, and connections to explore, to, you know, yeah, what Interesting, fun things. So yeah. I feel like I want to do that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, Neat you know, experiment. and then Amy got snatched up by an auction house in New York. Right. Um, and she was very, very kind and offered to take me with her, you know, in some capacity, but, um, you know, my life is, is here. Yeah. And, um... And, yeah, and I think at that point, I just, as much as I love New York and being there, I,
0: I sort of could not envision, you know, that New York life. You know, Right. That, that... Thinking of taking a family or you know living a whole lifestyle in New York I mean
1: I had friends who had apartments (laughs) that
0: were as big as my walk-in closet
1: (laughs) and I was just like no no. I don't think I want to do that right I can't do this I'm not doing it right I'll come visit you (laughs) (laughs) we'll travel up that way but I'm gonna stay here where I have some room to breathe and again it was also more about the opportunity you know about you can do your own thing here
0: you can In, create yeah. your career here. It's so, it, at that time and even still today, yeah. it's like a uh, very open, right. I think, for people. Um, we were just talking about a person that recently arrived and is just totally creating her own yeah. art-related community and, and response to the artists and support for the artists. And it, I know, I feel, <laughs> I don't know her that well but I can feel it's just something so positive about right. her that it's going to work for her. Yeah. You know, so it you can do that. Yeah, you know. If you're smart and creative and, and I think persistent. You are
1: more open. I think there's a little bit more of an openness. Yes.
0: I think so because people here I feel like people want good things to happen right. and everyone has a positivity about especially about the art scene yeah. you know I think mo- more focused in that direction because of the good things that have been happening it's like we don't want it to end yes. <laughs> we yeah. want to keep pushing it and and I think that that lends everybody's mood to open and acceptance and positivity yeah. and that what that's what I think propels this community that we're talking about that exists it just exists here. You just right. have to tap into it. Yeah. You know, and it's there. You don't And have it's to, been
1: supported by people, yeah. you know from from different
2: you
0: know oh, yeah, industries from, yeah, and different different sectors of the yeah. of the community yeah. that have nothing really not that big of a connection to art are, are behind it, yeah. which is great. Too. It's been
1: incredible. And yeah. and so after Amy moved up to New York Craig Robbins was looking for a a new collection manager to help take care of his collection. And um, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, like, how did that just happen?
0: You know, to be
1: perfectly honest, Mm -hmm. it was, I did not know Craig. I knew about him. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew the projects that he was doing, you know, with with his company. I was a fan. I really, I, I liked at the time, I think Aqua. Like right. Allison Island was, mm-hmm. had just broken ground and there was a lot of press about it and... Um, Explain a little bit who Craig is. So Craig is uh, also a Miami native. Oh really? He is, yeah. He grew up on Miami Beach and he is a real estate developer. Um, but he's a developer who, in, in my opinion, has kind of approached development a little differently. Than, than other folks. He's a, an art collector, um, and, and his passion for his you know, his art collection informs his development decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say decisions, but they, they inform and help um, make the development a little bit more unique. Yeah, I mean, I think the Design District oh, is, proof. is <laughs> the testament of that. Yeah. We have our headquarter offices here in the Design District. The collection is exhibited in our office space, always has been. Um, so the, the, the art has been part of the DNA of the company. And, you know, you can, when you see the collection and then you kind of see this neighborhood, the Design District, you, you kind of go, oh,
0: yeah. I get it, right? you know, I really get it. And there's pieces of art placed all over the design district. Yes, that are bought by I'm assuming they come
1: from it's. It's very organic,
0: believe mm-hmm. it or not.
1: <laughs> it's not, um, and I think the the reason I've you know been out with the uh, with Craig and and his company since 2002. So you know this is 18 time. years. Yeah. Um, And it's very unique. It's not a
0: typical place, you know. No, it's not. It's it's amazing. You know, when I was a lot younger, um, I guess I probably lived here in Miami then. But I would travel around and go to maybe L.A. or or Atlanta or New York or other big cities and the airports. And you would see um, big pieces of art. That were so gorgeous, and you would come to Miami, and there was nothing. Right. And so this, to me, is like just so amazing yeah. to be able to have it interact with with you. To me, as an artist, is like just fantastic.
1: He's a risk taker, and I think that's what's really key. You know, um, as we were kind of you know talking a little bit before the podcast about. You know, learning from success or learning from failure. It's this is a you know a company that's willing to take risks and, and you know and take a step back when it doesn't yeah. quite work and, yeah. and reinvent it. Yeah, I mean that's, that's the idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if I I'm still going to do it. There, yeah, just there's in a always way. there's always like a little moment sometimes <laughs> yeah. where we'll be discussing an idea yeah. or something. And it's like, well, let's just try it. Right. You know, and I think that's really like it's important. It's okay. Yeah, to try. Maybe you're going to fail,
0: maybe you're going to succeed, but if you don't try,
1: how are you going to know? Yeah. How are you going to know either
0: way? Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's like, to me, I compare that to making art in my studio. It's just like, there's something I want to do. And I'm like, oh, this is just not, good. people are just not going to get it, they're not going to like it, they're going to think all these awful things about it. You shouldn't be doing this, you should be sticking with this thing, that, you know, people like it, do more of that. And then there's this crazy thing that is like in my head and I just have to do it. Yes. And I think that's the thing, you, you just do it. Yes. And Whatever. then if it works, it's great. Yes. <laughs>
1: So Aqua was underway as a project. So Aqua is a development uh, on a on a little island called Allison Island in the intercoastal intercoastal, yeah, I think Miami so, Beach, and it had been a hospital. It was it was oh, St. Francis Hospital? Yeah, the hospital. You know, was up for sale, yeah, and um, so Dacra acquired it, and basically everything came down except a I think a parking structure. It's a modernist-style um, mm-hmm. development. And what was interesting and different about it is that there were maybe a 10 different architects commissioned to work oh, on the wow. project. So there's three condo buildings. They're each done by a different architect. And then there were all, there's these townhouses. And they're all done by different architects. And public art was part of the overall plan. And Richard Tuttle was commissioned to do his very first public art project at Aqua. And and I remember like, you know, seeing the project on paper and, and being like, Oh my gosh, how is this going to work? You know, yeah. like this doesn't this sounds crazy. <laughs> but it's again it's like that. Taking a leap of faith, you know, trying it. You know, this is a guy that will do a sketch, you know, a couple of pencil marks on a on a paper, yeah, or, and
0: say, "This is it." Yes. Or I have <laughs> yeah. a
1: beautiful piece in, in my office that called One Two Three. It's literally three pieces of tape. Uh, <laughs> for yeah. a, what an eight story building, you know, to put a work on, uh, but it when it was finished, it it's fantastic. Okay. And he was a pleasure to work with That's, and yeah. so involved in every detail of, of the project, um,
0: it, was, That's when it was people really great experience. Yeah, when I guess, you know, you just have to have a vision, a person with a big vision. Yeah, I moved into that little space on 40th Street in 2004 and opened a little collective group of artists you know, everybody was driven by what does he think, what do you think he's going to do next, and this and all. And I've seen it turn from that into this today, which is just like, to me, it's just like, I don't know. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to walk around in. It's a great place to have a show in. (laughs) It's just been so vibrant all the time. So he's doing something absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, and art has, been a part of the story from the get, from, from the, the beginning from the beginning from the beginning.
0: To me, you don't find that in many cities that it's so connected and and it doesn't drive the area, but it complements the area right. so well. Yeah, you know. So it's really special. It's a really special place here. So let's move on okay. <laughs> to here. Okay. Um, tell us about because um, here we are sitting in the S two two three space. Of today because it changes and this is where I was really fortunate to be able to put up a solo show of my work and it's been a pleasure and it's been challenging and you have been supportive the whole way through which is just so amazing I mean you are but you also just step back and say do it which to me couldn't be anything better because I'm very obnoxious in the fact that I want to do everything my way that's what I've always felt about the
1: you know donating these spaces to artists like you it's not it is not for me to tell you you know how to organize your exhibition or your work or it's i'm i get, i hand you the keys and you make the magic happen like my part i think is you know handing over the keys and and i mean for me over the years it it's been you and, you know, all the others. Oh, you man. guys are the ones who make the magic happen. I, I, that's yeah. how I feel. I want you guys to have an opportunity. Yeah. And when I say you guys, I mean, you know,
0: other artists. The artists, artists. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. artists of yeah. Uh, yeah. Miami But you know, there's also, you're, you're being really humbled because I think that um, a lot of what I was able to accomplish here, yes, I had this vision for me because I, I know my work really well and I, I know I have a vision of how I want it to look. But you gave me the opportunity, and you step back. Also, the support that you give to the projects that go in here is super important. And you're there for like, hey, send me ten chairs, <laughs> which, which for an artist is really important exactly. in a, the moment. Yeah, that's you know. where I,
1: and that's yeah. It's that's yeah. where I like living. You know, yeah. in that space, making it of, happen, of facilitating, being supportive, yeah. facilitating. Yeah. Um, and and I, that's how I think I've kind of envisioned myself in, in this role. Because I feel like I've gotten an opportunity as well, right? Um, I mean, I could just be focusing on the, the collection, you know? Um, right. Monday through Friday, you know, 9 to 5 kind of thing. Um, and what what happened was, you know, that... That Basel year, that 2001 year, that didn't happen. Um, Craig had made a commitment to Miami's art community to utilize vacant spaces in the Design District to do pop-up shows. This is even before we called things pop-ups. And <laughs> right. um, so that Miami could be on view during Art Basel week. You know, we had this international art crowd coming into town, and every Miami artist wanted their work to be seen and so he committed Mm -hmm. to providing some space when i joined so i came in 2002 to the company and 2002 the commitment was still there for our basel week and i so we did 2002 2003 and i think it was post 2003 like more proposals were coming in than we had space for and they're coming from all over local national international and a lot of the local proposals that i was getting were great but we i just couldn't accommodate everybody so i just started asking people would you do this in january would you do it in Mar-? like yeah maybe later you know, yeah. i can't get you in during basel but right. you have a great concept you have good work are you willing to do it another time and most of the time the answer was yes mm-hmm. i Sure, I just I just want an opportunity. Right, and so it so I started
0: giving opportunities. Space is just so important yeah. for an artist, you know. So, just
1: you know, what about yeah. this? And so in the beginning, and when it first started, I would I was asking, you know, permission. Can this artist come and do something? Can this curator come and do something? And. And I don't, I don't think there was ever a no. <laughs> so I think at some point it evolved from asking to telling. Yeah. Okay. So next month,
2: you know, <laughs> We're gonna do this. these three <laughs> artists
1: are going to be exhibiting here, here, and here. Um, and I, around, you know, we also started working on a, a gallery walk night that we uh, marketed as an art and design night, you know, because it was... Um, we're in the design district, and we wanted to include some nod to to design as well. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it all it's where it all started, you know, with yeah. those just being just having this these spaces available, you know, knowing that they were sitting here empty, um, yeah. and. You know, and it was good for, for the business side of it, too, because then spaces aren't empty. Then people have a reason to come here. Then maybe someone who didn't know about this neighborhood, you know, came to see a show and then became educated about the design. Well, and... there's
0: nothing better to me to enrich your career, your life, or your neighborhood than to collaborate with people. Yes. Because you know, of course, always two, two minds work better than one. Right. <laughs> you can be in a vacuum and do all the things you want, but when you invite other people in and they do things and they contact their people, yes. it's just a, yeah. it's a, it's a And thing. it's
1: always been very organic
0: like that. Yeah, it's
1: um, you know, I'm only one person. I don't I don't have <laughs> a, I don't have a an assistant or you know a staff or you know I mean there's a staff of, of Dacra and my Design District yeah. Associates. Um, but in terms of kind of working on the, the art programming, it's, it's, it's me, um, so I do rely on the word of mouth, you know, and the referral sort of situation, right. and right. I kind of prefer it, yeah. I think. And so S223, so what happened was, I'll backtrack a little bit, so we we had this kind of robust, you know, Mm -hmm. um, really popular gallery walk night that was happening. Then as the design district was starting to undergo like serious physical changes, you know, we were moving from a tenancy that was just like design showrooms and maybe a restaurant here and there, to a bigger vision that included uh, fashion, and luxury brands, and so there was a there was a physical transformation that sort of yeah. had to take place, and so that meant construction, right? And like
0: major construction. I mean, blocks it it just yeah. shut down, and for a lot a really of the artists had to go find other spaces. Yes, and yeah. A yeah, no, we haven't even talked about that.
1: I would say you know this idea of like the providing space for exhibitions kind of had to take a hiatus. It just wasn't possible. As we've kind of come back online and, you know, opened up uh, different parts of the
0: neighborhood, we're bigger, beautiful. (laughs) uh, I know when we were speaking and you told me, you know, it's this thing that the, the design district began in our generation with a lot of artists and a lot of, of space for artists to experiment and bring people here, because art is really a magnet for community. Yeah. And they did have to seek space elsewhere during that big build out. Yeah. And you said, you know, we would love to get the local artists back here and get some of that local magnetism back into its the roots. Yes. So to bring it back, and I think that that was just brilliant because, you know, you do have, like you said, the empty spaces and why not activate them? Yes. For everybody to win. It's win, yeah. win, win all around. It is.
1: And it's, um, yeah, I mean, the company grew. So there are, so there's a lot of people in the company who, who don't know about any of, of, of the wow. history here.
0: That's amazing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of,
1: there are a lot of people here now. Yeah. You know, people that I work with, you know, who co- have come to the project later later yeah. and and you know um, and so I I did I I kind of was like let's you know n- now the whole thing was kind of old-school right mm-hmm. <laughs> so like let's go back and do what we used to do um, I mean in a way you, you know you can never recapture right like a moment or, right uh, so it is a, so a different spin on it it's branded yeah. you know S223 mm-hmm. um, which it didn't that sort of part of the picture wasn't, wasn't yeah. there before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as we talked about, you know, so when we first met, like you said, a few right. months a few months back, um, I was utilizing a second floor space in this area, Paradise Plaza that we're in, that was suite 223. Right. And they, you know, I was told, okay, this is your space, you can use this space, right? And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't really mean to have one space, but hey, I'll yeah. take what I can get, right? <laughs> right. And um, and then kind of got into the idea of like, oh, actually, this is pretty good because now I can, you know, now I can plan out. And, right. and, and yeah. so suite I think 223 it, yeah. location right. is um, no longer available to me, but Suite
0: 127. Is and I, I think it's great. I'm happy that you decided to keep. The first name yes because I feel like that's where this this incarnation of your project right. started there
2: right. so
0: I think it should be kept for no matter even if the, it's base number 201 right or,
1: about yeah. it and, and I thank you for encouraging me yeah. to, <laughs> to keep it to keep it and um make you know, it know, grow it's, it's yeah, been just let it grow yeah you're not the only one so it's there's Good. a bit of consensus behind it yeah. and I'm you know I don't know if I should. Well, I'm happy to admit this on a podcast. I am a big Marvel movie fan. And um, so it kind of reminds me of, you know, there's a line in Thor Ragnarok where, you know, uh, Odin tells Thor, Asgard is not a place, it's a people. And that's kind of how, you know, I think I can look at this. You know, we, it doesn't. Does it As matter? two two three is not a place. Where we are in terms of you know, physicality, but if we are still an arts community and I'm still able to provide, you know, um, space and, and an opportunity for artists or curators to, to put on a show and exhibit their work, then then that's what's important.
0: It's right. not about it's the people that yeah, make it. It's the people. Yeah. And yes. so tell me about any little secret coming in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that is the challenging part of it.
0: You know, the reality is that these are um,
1: spaces for lease. We have a, a really, you know, wonderful team of people that are working their butts off, trying to, to sign permanent tenants. Um, so I, I can tell you, I just turned over some keys today to Gloria Hernando, who is also a Miami-based artist who, um, she didn't exhibit upstairs, but she kind of has a, a broader picture um, about the elements that she wants to uh, tackle in her work. And she did uh, an exhibition on the element fire, and now she's doing um, oh, interesting uh, light. So she will open a show uh, in about a week at, okay. um, oh, on Northeast exciting. 40th Street so that'll be the next sort okay. of incarnation so we'll all hear about it s okay. yes nice MiamiDesignDistrict.net for uh, <laughs> for information and updates uh,
0: for the opening and everything yeah, so oh, I'll opening. be there and
1: she's yeah. also going to work in the space she's going to kind of keep it as a oh. studio oh
0: nice and be working in there every day and add to the show every mm-hmm. day it's like I said You turn over the keys and then the person, once there's a certain trust going on, it's like, do what you need to do. Yes. Everything that you've told us about what you do, I find it like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know you're really, really busy and you have two children, Yes. two amazing kids, and you have a husband who used to work like at the MOCA, right, for a long time. And he's in our audience today how was it really difficult in the beginning to juggle all these things how did you how did you adapt to that when you started working i don't know if it was that way from the get go get-go with amy or if like the whole energy and commitments ramped up when you came you know with with Craig Robbins so
1: uh, to be honest mm-hmm. um I I will say I feel that this is a tough industry to work in and raise a family yeah yeah because yeah. you know it is a it is an industry that is there's a lot of sort of social networking and social commitments that yeah. one needs to sort of have to At night ad- advance yeah. and and stay relevant and all of that right. kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, at, so I started in this industry before becoming a mom, um, lucky enough to have a partner who was also in the industry. So in some ways it was good because, you know, you you, you know, you like, well, we have to be at this and we have to go to that and we're gonna go to somebody many, we're gonna go, there's the understanding <laughs> yeah. there. Right. Um, But kids sort of, for me, changed a lot of um, that. I I didn't want to go out at night. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go home and spend time with my kids. Of course. Um, So it sort of dropped off, I would say, for a while in terms of like trying to be- Everywhere. Everywhere (laughs) and everything. Yeah. And um, it it kind
0: of didn't bother me, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Well, maybe you were at a point where you had done a lot. Like me, it's like I've been so much out at night. Yeah. That there comes a point when it's it's like people here know who I am. Right. If, you know, I can't be at every show. Yeah. I don't want to be at every show. And I go to openings for my dearest friends who have supported me. I feel like I always want to support them. But there's not that big pull for me anymore. Right. It's like, do your work yeah yeah you know, and and it goes in line with a, a saying that i heard the other day just you know be who you are right and don't be everywhere at once yeah <laughs> and it and it really does save your energy for your work yeah and you probably feel the same way too, i do yeah. and you know
1: i just my, i wanted to i my preference was to
0: spend time with my children you know, that, yeah, it's that's, a temporary thing, yes. mine are gone and yeah.
1: And, and mine are now at that age, Where, you know, yeah. they're teenagers, yeah. um, so the dynamic is a little different and um, so I would say I'm, I'm getting out there a little bit more, but it's funny though having I guess maybe a little bit of distance and then you know coming back into more of that social side of it, um, it is, you know, I it, I
0: get a kick out of it, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's a new thing. Yeah. It's a new thing to be part of. Yes. Which is really great. So at this moment, we're going to open it up to our audience here for any questions. I think we've, I I don't know if they'll have any questions. We've covered (laughs) a lot of ground here. But are there any questions from our our audience? Uh, Sure, here. um. Hi, you talk about the growth and maturation you've seen in Miami. What do you think is missing in your community at this point? Good question.
1: Collectors,
0: art collectors. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. What a good answer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of art lovers, right? and that's great. <laughs> yeah. But artists need to make a living too. Yeah. And it I would be nice to maybe see a little bit more, little more commitment more buying to, local. to yeah. buying art and having you know, it's it's an intimidating thing, I think.
0: But there are a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of collectors here. But do you think they buy? But they don't buy. Like no, <laughs> they, they they travel all around yes. and buy other places yes. and. I,
1: you know, there's kind of like a tier. Some tiers, tiers right? right? So I think kind of like your top tier collectors they, have consultants. They're, they're who doing, tell them what to buy. Well, yeah, and they're and they're kind of more thinking more global. for their collections Um, but what I guess I mean is like there's I'm feel very strongly that there's probably many many people in this community who could um, you know who are in in a financial position to to start supporting Miami and South Florida based artists oh yeah definitely and it's a good place to start
0: yeah. you know there's plenty of artwork that is fantastic that yeah. is that is not a global price right <laughs> top tier global price right. many many artists are making work that is you know I actually feel like globally at a global level of excellence but they're new they're emerging or or they're older artists just working locally and those collectors could find beautiful things right. to, to add to their collections yeah. or begin a collection. So that was it, yeah, that, that is the needed quotient. And anyone else have any questions? I was just going
2: to ask,
0: how let I let's get Let's get the microphone over there, so uh, just
2: here. Yeah. Hi, uh, my name's Emilia Martinez. I'm a local artist, actually, that uh, group of people that you mentioned in Bernice, I, mm-hmm. I was there. Oh, yay! And that <laughs> uh, yeah. just reminded me last week, that we were in the uh, show that was done in the uh, living room. Uh, With Bernice, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. The Bernice Coordinated. Yeah. Actually, she did it two years. The first year is Yeah. 20, happened, and then the other year. That's right. Uh, but I, so I was here last week, and she was telling me about, you know, this wonderful space and your program, so, you know, I'm kind of curious, how do I get a hold of you?
1: Or... I will give you my card. And we will, we will be in touch.
2: Yeah, I think it's a wonderful program that you're doing. Thank and, you. Uh, this will, everything that you guys have said, as far as uh, supporting local artists, I think it's, it's wonderful. Thank and you. It's true, there's not enough collectors out there. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that could really buy, I think they're mostly more... In- yeah, their focus mobile. is elsewhere. Right, bullshit. No yeah. 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 So,
1: yeah. There are many times that someone will contact me you know from sort of outside the industry they're building a house and they want to buy art for their house and they're looking for you know can you give some recommendations and so I do and then the feedback is always like oh, but it's so expensive <laughs> like you're just like oh my gosh really yeah <laughs> like, you've just built a house from the ground up like <laughs> invest in some art like they... i just don't understand yeah, sometimes like, the reluctance to invest in a unique piece or something
0: that, that will be around for generations. For
1: generations. Maybe the other missing thing is in is education, right? And you know, maybe you have to educate people. Yeah, in, in a in a probably. way that create the collectors. Yes, kind of. Yes, you know, we do. Um, I'm gonna plug our public art tours in the Miami Design District oh, if right. I may. Twice yes. a month we have free public art tours that we that we offer to the community. Of the, of the public of the, of the public art in the, in the Miami Design right. District. And um, I'm sorry, there's one more nice oh, question. Great.
0: <laughs> I was just curious about all of the, art, the beautiful art that you have throughout the Design District. Is that all part of Craig Robin's collection or where did that come from? So
1: some of the pieces are commissioned so they're not. Um, the company, you know, as as a as a group. Uh, so uh, there's a few like right outside your space, and a little to the right. Uh, we have that the Urs Fischer bus stop sculpture. Right. Um, so that was a commission, and so like that's that type of thing is like. Um, Kind of that's one of the sort of connections to the collection. So Erz Fisher is represented by a few um, really wonderful monumental sculptures in Craig's private collection, and you know, so through that relationship, you know, you get to know someone, and so he was invited to um, create a piece for for the plaza. You know, again, it was one of those pieces that you're like on paper, you're like, oh, I'm not so <laughs> sure about this yeah. one. Um,
2: but in effect, he
1: owns it then, right? Miami Design District Associates owns that piece, yeah. There's um, there's a sculpture by Kenny Scharf at our rooftop garden a few blocks away that's part of Craig's personal collection, but and it's sort of out, out on loan. It is, so it's something that you would see if you came on one of the tours, you know, and those tours are free right they're free yeah, yeah. they're free in- and we have so many objects here that the tours there's a saturday tour and a wednesday tour so you'll go different routes and sort of depending and they're run you know they're conducted by uh, marjorie gordon of arts encounters you know they're they're a little bit different every every time you can take it twice and maybe see
0: a different stuff. And people
1: do. <laughs> yeah. People come back.
0: Yeah. And they. Well, done because you see different once. things, then that's interesting. And because things like are that. always it's happening. Just... So, so that. you yeah. just—I think you just show up. They have a meeting site at a certain time. You yes. show up. It's free, and you just follow yeah. and listen. If you,
1: if you go to MiamiDesignDistrict.net,
0: there's You'll find events it calendar. Right. And the tours, public art tours. Yeah,
1: and you know some pieces have come out of because um, we didn't talk about this at all. But Craig is also uh, the founder and uh, owner of Design Miami, and oh, right. through um, some of the projects that have happened at Design Miami, um, kind either come have come back to sort of live in the district or some variation of them are executed here. The the. Netscape swings in the Palm Court second level. Have you seen the swings with the, with the trellis? So that is a, a piece that was initially done for Design Miami in 2011, when the designer Constantine Guczyk was awarded Designer of the Year. Um, and Craig donated a set of those swings to Perez Art Museum, and then we also commissioned Constantine to do a set for the neighborhood. Uh, there's a piece inside the Moore Building in the historic part of the Moor called Elastica by Zaha Hadid. Oh, my favorite. And so that was so that location was the, the original location for Design Miami when the fair right. first began. Right. And she was the first Designer of the Year winner, yeah. and so she created that piece, you know, on the occasion of her uh, receiving that award and so that's been that's there a since beautiful piece. 2005. Yeah. Um, so they come, it's, it's you know. Kind I, of an organic I, thing Very again. organic, I mean there's yeah. a mural along, just off the Paseo Ponte, by a, um, a, a husband and wife a team called, they call themselves Dabs Myla, uh, that was put up just this past Art Basel, and that actually came through um, Perrier, Kind of reached I just, out, I, and they were I like, love, well, "We're working. Um, we have this commission. Do you have a wall?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I have a wall." <laughs> you know, so we like we put that together. Yeah. It, it's it's super organic, and yeah. it and it really just you know we have a piece by Virgil Abloh um, that is sort of you know again kind of comes out of um, a personal relationship. You know, he's somebody who's been kind of like a friend of the Design District for for a while, and in, in different you know, in different ways, and he's opening a, a store here, you know, his off-white uh, in a few months, and cool. you know, he had a, yeah, let's try it. you know, <laughs> attitude, it. you know. Let's try it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really, um, no, there's no sort of open call, and we're not, yeah. you know. And it just happens. It
0: just sort of happens. You know? Well, I also love uh, a lot. These little nooks and crannies yeah, that have shops. Yeah. An old town, but new town. Right. And built around that there's a little spot here. We can do something here. Yeah. It's great. Very creative and very organic again. Yeah. yeah. On that, we're going to end it. And I thank all of our guests. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. For thanks bad. for having me. Yeah. And once again, thanks to everyone for tuning in. I think you'll agree that our guests make great company. Thanks to the group Ghost for allowing us to sample their song. You're hearing it right now. Ice and Chili, our newest podcast music. We love it. For more details on Ghost, check out our website. Art & Company is recorded in the studio of artist Alette simmons Jimenez. That's me located just north of downtown Miami, where I record, edit, and produce all the episodes. Links to details on our guests from this episode and all others can be found on our webpage, artandcompanypodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you like to listen. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and let us know what you think of the podcast. And of course, subscribe to make tuning into our next episode easy.